Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Previously on Chaotic Normal, the Aristocrats continued on the Third Wizard and eventually found a portal that led them through the Feywild and to the Vampire Tree, where the exiled Belak was there protecting it along with the former adventurers. Jules decided to take matters into their own hands and shoot Belak, which resulted in a fight, which also resulted in Belak's death, as well as a long drawn out fight over the Panacea Fruit. I, myself, Rubert, managed to get a hold of the Panacea Fruit, and we made our escape through the portal again. How will the aristocrats leave this dank, dark place? And will we have a crew when we get to the other side? Has Dern betrayed us, or will we have another sword in our side? Let us find out on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. As you leave this last of the tree behind you, you step back into the room, uh, or step back through the portal, brushing out through the vines into the wet sea uh, water strewn floors uh, of the stone chamber that you originally stepped through. You see, again, there is this uh, serpent statue coiling in the center. Uh, the plate is still depressed in its mouth where the two uh, emerald eyes that you pulled out of the serpent's head, and you set them on this plate to depress it. Uh, or depressing a lever, causing this portal to open. Um, you uh, step past there, um, realizing that you've just grabbed the panacea. Uh, Rubert, you reveal it to the group, perhaps, that uh, you have the panacea. Bellic the outcast is dead. Huzzah, you've uh, succeeded in this sunless citadel at your goal. However, you are now buried deep beneath the earth in a citadel Full of goblins, the Lizardiri clan, whose leader, uh, Bellic, you just slew, and their other leader, their chief, Dern, you left him alone a few rooms back. Um, along, sorry, alone. You left him with Meepo, a few, the kobold slave of the goblins, 
I guess, kobold slave that got handed off to you all a few rooms back. And loyal future deckhand, Meepo. Yeah, you, you think through this. Love and Meepo. As you take a moment exulting in your victory, you start to realize to get back, you first have to cross that uh, rushing water chasm here beneath the earth where the giant octopus kept trying to grab you. He's had enough time to rest. Uh, once you cross <laughs> that bridging water, you return to that same sinking mud pit room where you fought uh, the bugbear, or you fought the gumbo loving bugbear cook of, uh, of Dern, as along with his two. Uh, trained alligators that's where you last saw dern and meepo to escape that room you have to climb up a 60 foot ladder or not ladder a 60 foot high rope through a floor in the ceiling to get back to dern's throne hall once you get past dern's throne hall you either have to cut through uh goblin town or was it gobloville 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 you either have to cut through gobloville or dodge back through the back halls of the lizardiery part of this dungeon uh which you mind you you didn't clear you just killed two groups of goblin or one group of goblins and rushed your way on through so you would have to navigate through there and you doing all that will get you back into the boratiri part of this dungeon but the boratiri told you they would let you go through but they expected you to come back with the young white dragon that or sorry the white dragon wormling uh calcrix who was stolen from them the white dragon wormling who meepo is tasked with caring for if you come back with a white dragon wormling, maybe these goblins will honor their agreement. Maybe they're goblins, so they won't. Uh, but even if you get past that point, you're aware that now you have to get through those goblins back out into the entrance foyer, back where when you first entered into this uh, into this sunless citadel, there was kind of a choice of doors. There was one heavy, beautifully decorated stone door that you couldn't figure out how to open. Uh, and then the doors that you passed down to actually get here. Once you get through there, even if you ignore that beautiful stone door that you don't know how to open, and get back out into the uh, uh, to your boat to where you've tied up the naughty dreams, uh, you recall that you chose to sail in at uh, high tide, meaning that uh, tide is rapidly running out. Uh, because of the way the tides work here within the uh, the three... Uh, the three arcanists, the, the series of islands, the space between the islands at high tide fills with water and then at low tide drains away. So you'll have to get back to your boat uh, and then be able to pilot it out of here before the low tide causes you to be marooned in the heart of a uh, series of goblin islands. Um, you, That realization of how much your shit you have to go through to get out of this dungeon because you dodged it all on your way in, uh, it hits you and your uh, your celebrations for having the panacea fall little flat. Well, we know there were some doors that we did not go into on our way in. Well, we also we. I mean, we can trust that Meepo has, you know, kept an eye on uh, the rest of on the goblins for us. On Dern, of course, Dern has not betrayed us. That would be stupid. <laughs> Why a hobgoblin betraying us? That would be. Uh, uh... You're right. We only killed his like best friends and his whole team. Why? Why would he betray us? That's you what also... hobgoblins respect. You also left him alone in the heart of his territory where all of his goblins are. 
Yeah. So they will have a reception waiting for us, like a party. Mm -hmm. Yes, he would have told us, yeah, the crew of the Naughty Dream and their magnificent captain and how he is going to welcome us with open arms and just show us the way out. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's the belief we're going with? Yeah. (laughs) I'll buy it. So uh, we are all still kind of fucked up so yeah. <laughs> let's just keep going baby uh, as someone obsessed with loot i take those jades out of that the feywild portal nice you take them uh leaving them uh, the portal unopenable to all future parties i try to do it discreetly hey look over there turn uh does anyone uh care to see uh, know if they spotted him uh stacking this loot or are you okay with him just getting away with it I'm totally cool. I th- I also I have a sapphire gem. Did I not already? Po- didn't we already pocket one of them? If you had pocketed them, you weren't able to enter into that dungeon okay. space. This is I think you got your sapphire, sapphire elsewhere. Yes. I feel like Jules is probably used to cataloging loot for you know expedition management, so probably I'm, might notice. <laughs> I'm still really upset about it, but I remember the last fight we all got into for that gem, so I'm more glaring and not saying anything. So I, I just want to also check in on, because uh, I know that fight was pretty intense. Uh, what's everyone's health like? Uh, Robert's at 12. Okay. What about I'm at, Zel- yeah, I'm at 12. 12 or 33. Uh, what about Zelnern? I'm sorry, uh, Celeste. I'm at 15 out of 21 plus one bonus thing. One temp HP still? Yeah. And then uh, Phil Collins, what do you got going on? 22. 22. And then Jules? Jules is at 18. All right. Uh, so some of you, uh, Jules and Phil, you're able to survive a bit. Uh, Zell, Nern, Celeste, and uh, Rubert, yeah. you're a couple sword swings of a goblin from dead. Uh, you're not in a great state, but you know if you wait, uh, if you, you are kind of hidden away down here. You could take a short rest here if you wanted and probably be safe. However, it will be could be low tide by the time you it, it, after that short rest, meaning that you cannot leave the uh, three arcanists. Uh, los, uh, was it the tres arcanistas? Uh, if you uh, if you choose to short rest here, now if you long rest, you risk goblin patrols finding you. But it will be high rest or high. Uh, it will be uh, whatever the word is high tide by the time you escape. So it's up to you. No rest, short rest, and you can't escape, or long rest and uh, risk goblin patrols that might murder you while you're trying to break, uh, and then uh, escape. I would like to take a break. <laughs> of course you would, Zelmer. <laughs> We're going a little too quickly, I think, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm fine with just... I'm fine with keeping uh, keeping the train rolling. Uh, what's a train? Uh, keeping the mm, the boat ro- uh, the rolling. There's wagon trains. You can say train. The okay. Wagon rolling. <laughs> I don't know, man. It might flood down here. Should we at least like climb up? You know, maybe rest up topside. Yeah, maybe we should try to find Dern first, so that you know if he hasn't already. Uh, if we wait too long, maybe he'll start getting ideas. Hey. We don't know how long we've been on the other side. Seconds, minutes, hours. 
that's, that's true. We went through a Feywild portal, right? Yep. You I don't did. know if I would have knowledge of that, but uh, would I have you, knowledge of that. Everyone's heard stories that uh, of children who uh, fall asleep in rings of mushrooms, only to uh, wake up forty years later. Uh, or the the opposite of a child being given into the care of a uh, of like a mate or a nice uh, mother to uh, watch them for the evening, only to have them take them back home to the Feywild. And when they return, forty years have passed for the child, uh, but only a day in the mortal world. Uh, every, people know that the Fey is a tricky place of uh, time moving strangely, a place of chaos and beauty, but a place only to be tread if you're uh, so confident. Um, anyone can make an Arcana check, though, to see if they know anything more than uh, fairy tales and, uh, hey, literally fairy tales. <laughs> Just got a 19. So, we're going to three? I was going to say, uh-huh. Barry, you, you were showing me a three, and again, audio medium. Uh, <laughs> That's why I said it out loud. <laughs> I got a 17. 17. Uh, anyone else rolling? 19 for Jules. No. All right. Uh, Jules and uh, Celeste, you two are actually both aware that while the stories of Faye, uh, the, te- the temporal differentiation, yeah, that's what I'm calling it, uh, between uh, the mortal realm and the Fae, while it exists, you cannot feel its effects if you only spend, uh, if you spend less than 24 hours of mortal realm time within the Feywild. Now, this is a thing that's given a... Uh, uh, like time scholars yeah time scholars a uh, absolute like uh, mind bend because how does one realm's amount of time track in the other world <laughs> and why is it that time doesn't speed up unless you as an individual have been there longer uh, and it is a source of infinite confusion for those who dare study hey. chronologists <laughs> thank you fact. yeah uh, it is a for those who practice chronergy it is a uh, it is the most confounding principle, this fey temporal differentiation. So what a find is what you're saying. Yeah, that's the end. <laughs> that, that's the gist of what I was saying. All right, yeah. Let's go Let's go find uh, Dern and uh, Meepo and, you know, get the rest of our crew together and head back home. So, Nern, I, I respect you, but we got to keep moving, baby. Just a little bit longer, okay? Oh, cool. Oh. Hey, tell you, you know you know what'll cheer you up, Zelnern. And I juggle some knives in front of him. And then oh, I cast That's pretty good. I cast healing word on Zelnern. Well that's even better. Uh and you recover four HP. Man, that's pretty interesting. He treats him like Amory. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, with so it sounds like you're choosing not to short rest, uh, which is a bit of a sadness for those of you who were hoping to recover spell slots looking at you, Celeste. But uh, it's probably the right call from a, a staying alive perspective. Uh, uh, so with that in mind, um, you set off. Uh, to- you set off down the path, opening the door into the stone room and following the masoned path. If you'll recall, uh, basically this was an old stone hallway that, of course, sunk. Ben- or this was likely the basement level already, or at least the ground floor that sunk with the great cataclysm of, of earthquakes that was the Everstorm, and it sunk down into the uh, base of the island, like deep set within this pillar of stone that thrusts out from the ground. That is uh, this uh, one of the three 
uh, Arcanists. But as this uh, like tunnel sunk down into the ground, the fissure or a fissure split it in two, causing basically one half of the tunnel to be misaligned with the other half. So as you walk down this portion of it, you soon find yourself once more face to face with the uh, with the chasm deep fill or a chasm filled with rushing seawater um and across the way perhaps like 15 feet across 20 feet across and then a good like 10 feet to the right of you is the tunnel out of here uh on account of the uh yeah on account of the fissure basically shattering the alignment of this tunnel and if you'll remind me who among you carries light sources currently i know phil's uh, goggles radiate light but who else um, I, I thought Zelnern was carrying one. Mm-hmm. Torch. I have a torch. Uh, so Zelnern, you're carrying a torch, right? Yeah. Actually, Robert can carry one too because I'm I'm a duelist, so I only carry one weapon. All right. Uh, so Zelnern, Celeste, uh, and Robert all strike torches, well, making it. If Robert and Zelnern are doing it. I don't need to. Celeste does not strike a torch. Rubert, you shine your torch out over the brackish water beneath you, knowing that that giant octopus is likely lurking somewhere within. Last time you crossed this uh, chasm, uh, thanks to Jules freezing the water to create basically uh, rock or like icy barges for you to hop your way across. Unfortunately, of course, uh, you were attacked by an octopus last time you tried to cross it. But it is likely the best avenue for crossing back over this. Yeah, I think that is probably what we'll have to do again, and I will do my best to not slip. <laughs> I'll try to make the ice a little more grippy this time. Yes, can you make the ice sticky? Can you make it <laughs> sticky ice? Ew, sure please try. don't do that. <laughs> give it some I'll give it some uh, roughness or something. Ew. Maybe some like suction cups. <laughs> Ice suction cups. Awful. Or make it ribbed for my ease. Awful. (laughs) I'm not going on this ice if you do that. I'll just chill out here. This show is supposed to be children friendly. No, it wasn't. I specifically said in episode three, hide your kids. (laughs) Make Make it like a... Chick-fil-A or like dicks driving ice chips when you walk across it. Phil eats some of them and enjoys it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how do you go about crossing this, uh, this watery barrier? Well, I'll go first, I think. And I th- I'll, uh, my rope has been gone since Phil tossed it over the side of the rowboat. So <laughs> can someone... the whip, <laughs> not the rope. Oh, yes. I mean, my... Wait, oh, I still have the whip. How long is a whip? It's only 10 feet, right? <laughs> Put my hand on my pistol. <laughs> yeah, it is only 10 feet. Uh, Wait, I have a rope. Okay, can I borrow your rope? I'll go across first, and then I will use it, and like, we can make it taut so we can make it easier for other people to cross. Yeah, but don't lose it, Okay. Kind of lose stuff hey, a lot. Hey, no, look at hey, look at Phil. He's the one who threw my rope aside. Yeah, but it was your stuff. You should take care of it. You know what? We need to unpack this a little bit later because I threw the <laughs> whip overboard, and I'm no. not ready to talk about this. I got my eye on you. 
You should really stop blaming your uh, so-called team for your problems. I'm not the one who stabbed myself in the finger, all right? Wait, hold on. Walk me through this. What? This this feels like a like a different reason. You want me to walk across a tightrope? I hold up my peg leg. No, I'm not asking you to walk. I'm asking. I'm just saying you can use it to stabilize yourself and have something to grab onto to perhaps make the the DC easier. The difficulty of the challenge is that what? what is yes, this is a this is a this is a difficult challenge that are perhaps you're... might be made easier by a rope. Oh, are you're you... using a Mordenkainen scale. I understand. <laughs> are you that afraid of an octopus? You're just babbling now. What are these words you're throwing out? Yes, I am actually very afraid. Do you not remember the giant tentacles oh, that destroyed the surge? I remember. <laughs> are there like loose rocks on the ground or anything? Uh there is. Yeah. Okay, um, I want to, uh, this is probably a stretch, but I want to pick one up and then when whenever someone crosses, I want to like chuck one down like the, wherever the water, like is the water only between us or does it run parallel to us like a, a running river or something? Uh, it's running parallel to you. All right, I'll chuck it like down one of the, the parallel exits. So in in an effort to, Hopefully distract if there's an octopus here. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make a deception. Contested by the insight. Wow. God, uh, these things are not very insightful on account of being... Yeah, octopus? Yes. Octopo- well, you'd, octopus? you'd think if the game designers really cared about marine survival. Yeah, we're calling you out, Mike Merles. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this is the one that affects the real change in the world. Mm-hmm. Give us some uh, free publicity, Mike Merle. <laughs> I got an eight. Oh, wait, uh, wait, wait, eight. wait. Before you go, I touch you as I'm like reading a tarot card and I pull out a bishop and I'm like, don't worry, we're plotting and scheming just like this bishop, so you got this. And I cast bless. I uh, not bless, uh, guidance. As a- I read like too much into it and I smile through my like ugly, shitty grin with no teeth and I'm like, cool. Okay. <laughs> like, so what is that in D4? Uh, yeah. Which is a three, so you could add three. Man, she likes crystals too. Uh, I got an eleven. You got an eleven. All right, uh, and this was to uh, distract it. Uh, the octopus. Uh, you suddenly see the water splash down that way as great tentacles and wrap around the uh, wrap around the stone, dragging it below the water. You realize you have a brief moment where the octopus has used its turn. Uh, right, if I'm you going. don't like to attempt to rush across, this is your uh, your one shot. Uh, it is beginning with yeah. Let's go ahead with uh, Rubert. You go ahead and try to run across. Recall it's an acrobatics DC. I think it was ten uh, because Jules has crafted the ice for you. Uh, seven plus four, eleven. Just barely, you manage to make your way across. Rubert gets across to the far side. The torch still lit in his hands. Uh, who goes next? You need to move quickly. The octopus is still thrashing, trying to grab the stone. Zelnern, there's no time. I push Zelnern. <laughs> Zelnern, trying to make sure things are like I are assist weighted. him. Uh, you're shoved forward, assisted by Phil. Uh, go ahead and make an acrobatics check for me, Zelnern. Okay. DC 10 with advantage as uh, Phil is assisting nice. you through shoving. Nine. Oh. Uh, oh. Zell- minus one. 
Zelnern slips at the last moment. The ice flips under his weight. He starts to plummet down. Ruber, you... <laughs> you've already crossed, so I'll let you use your reaction to try and snatch him out of the air. However, if you fail, you're, you're also falling in the water. It's going to be a DC 10 dexterity saving throw. All right, I got this. Oh, 18 plus 5. Uh, Zelnern, as you slip, suddenly caught in the air by the uh, forearm, uh, Rubert grabs you and he pulls you forward, heaving you onto land. This uh, occupies Rubert and Zelnern fully as the rest of you try to cross Jules and Celeste. And uh, Phil, you have to go now or else the octopus will see you and do its inky cloud and its tentacles to crush you. I'll try. All right, Celeste, you run forward yeah. using your elven-like grace to hop across the ice. Make your acrobatics. Well, Not elven-like, elven-based grace. 19. <laughs> and sure enough, Celeste gets to the far side with grace and ease. Phil and Jules, only you remain on the far side. The octopus is starting, or has realized it's a trick with the stone. He's coming back. I got a four. Uh, and unfortunately, Phil hops, breaking in the ice, slipping. Jules, would you like to use your reaction to try and catch him with a DC 10 dexterity saving throw? You're still I on the close side. would love to. Can I? Can and if you fail, you're these? falling in. Sure, go ahead. Uh, again, if you fail, you're both falling in the water to your icy doom. It's all right. Gotta help my bud. Not icy Ooh, doom. First here. roll's a five. Second roll is a ten. Just Barely, uh, Jules catches Phil, throwing Phil back. However, this base uh, leaves you sort of in the midst of where this uh, octopus is set up. And I'm going to go ahead and give you guys initiative based on what you just, uh, the order you just acted in there. So where did Rubert leave the rope? Rubert, well, where was the rope? Um, I mean, I, honestly, I would have given it to Zelda. <laughs> you didn't give him it? You took the rope and didn't give it to anybody? <laughs> I gave it to Zelnern, but then Phil made him go for a second across. <laughs> All right, uh, Rubert. So you, Rubert, you realize there's an octopus fast approaching. You're on the ground with Zelnern wrapped in rope on top of you. Celeste is standing over you. Meanwhile, on the far side, Phil and Jules are scrambling to their feet. They didn't make it across. The octopus is coming. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to use a minor illusion to make it look like someone's flailing in the water like f 10 feet away from the ice Ooh, that's an interesting illusion because it's not based on because it has to shape the water too Ooh, that is do octopi of tremor sense if not it's gonna work all right uh cool you create an illusion of somebody thrashing in the water you're certain the octopus is gonna at least question this we'll see if it goes for it on its turn uh as you conjure this illusion there in the water and are you finished rubert yes uh zelnern what do you do you're recovered from the ground you've pulled yourself up you're on the far side you've gotten to where you mm. need to go there's an octopus in the water in this 15 20 foot chasm that are like chat like channel of water that separates you from jules and phil who never made it across and i have the rope you do have the rope i have the other end of it <laughs> i uh, i'll throw my end over jules phil all right, make an strength athletics to see if you can get it across. I'm going to need, it's 20 feet, so uh, I'm going to say DC 15. All right. Oh, God. Oh, man. Did you die there? <laughs> and that's I got a 18. 
Yes, uh, the string of Zellern hurls the end of the rope across. Uh, Rubert, you even feel yourself kind of yanked a step Bro. forward by the weight of that rope being thrown. Uh, Jules and Phil, it lands on the hard stone next to you. You two have just fallen to the ground, though, and you quickly see it snaking itself away. If you don't grab it by the, uh, by the end of this battle round, the rope will fall into the water. Celeste, what do you do? Uh, there's an octopus coming. It might be distracted by this uh, illusion splashing in the water. And then Jules and Phil are stuck on the far side. Uh, is it possible to use my thorn whip over by the minor illusion to try to like also cause distraction? Yeah, I'll let you make a deception check um, using your wisdom modifier instead of charisma. Because you're basically trying to use your magic to make an arcane distraction. <sighs> 22. Wow. All right. Mm. Uh, and that's contested blah, by blah, the... Blah. Octopus is in sight. He didn't crit. So the octopus is going to have disadvantage to uh, seeing through the illusion that uh, that Rubert created, making it very unlikely that he sees through it. Uh, and uh, speaking of octopus, it's him now. The octopus sees that illusion. Rubert, what is your spell save DC? 13. All right. And the octopus has a, is a, in, it's a perception check to see through illusions, or is it an intelligence? Check. Um, it's a intelligence investigation check. That is some nonsense. Uh, the octopus swims towards it, and with his int minus three and disadvantage, so first he gets a one, <laughs> and then that gets replaced with a thirteen. So uh, he gets a one. Uh, the octopus circles around, unable to tell the illusion is not a real person. It thrashes out towards him, but can't seem to figure it out. Phil, you're you're spared a bit of time. The rope is slipping off the ground down into the water as the octopus thrashes. What do you do? Uh, can I grab the rope? You can grab the rope. Yes, I do that thing. Can I tie the rope around Jules? Yeah, it's going to be an action to tie the rope around a person, though. All right. Uh, I'm like, are we in my head? I'm like, are we having a moment right now? <laughs> Jules she, saved my life. You nodded I, around uh, Jules's waist. I'm on the back, uh, platonically. Uh, all right. What was you, that? What was that, Pat? What do I? What does that mean? Am I the bishop? <laughs> so is this what if fans at home been shipping Jules and Phil? Is that why we're we're leaning into this? I mean, nice. I've I've seen all the fan art. I'm not a fan, <laughs> but uh... please send more lewds. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, that was, uh, Phil, uh, so you tie the rope around. Do you try to run across yourself? Do I have, I, do I have time to, can I? Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it just uses 30 30 feet of movement to get across. All right. Uh, just takes an acrobatics. All right. I do it. I I do that thing. All right. DC 10 acrobatics. It's a 19. (laughs) 19, you managed to get across, but as you go, the octopus has reached 15 feet. Uh, actually, because you've only just barely gotten across, the oct- you actually don't exit the octopus's reach, so you do not provoke an attack of opportunity from the octopus as you cross the water. Uh, and then it is uh, Jules. It's only you left. You've got the rope around your waist. The octopus is distracted. Rubert's holding the other side of the rope. What do you do? All right. Hold on tight. And I run across and jump the gap. All right, make uh, acrobatics. I got a 12. Just barely you managed to cross the gap, uh, landing on the narrow ledge left behind as everyone else is crowded near it. Uh, At this point, the octopus is still distracted, and you all, unless your desire is to turn around and kill an octopus for no reason, uh, you can all disengage and retreat up the hall. Yeah, we're good. Let's do this. 
All right, you disengage, retreating up the hall and away from the uh, octopus, leaving him in shadow. Uh, you rush up the hall to the last door, an old creaky uh, like wooden door that's so salt-soaked, it's basically broken out of its hinge just from being like... Uh, swollen you know that behind this is that like muddy garden floor that was full of uh uh twig blights and dead serens like uh risen skeletons this is the very chamber where you had uh fought uh balsag the uh gumbo loving uh hobgoblin chef and lieutenant to uh lieutenant to uh dern and along with his two alligators fang and grit worth noting you only knocked fang unconscious you killed grit and you killed balsag but you never not or you did not kill fang you left him unconscious it's not been long enough for the alligator to wake up i just wanted you to know this because you walk into the next room and as you throw that door open you do not see dern as you might have hoped but the uh mutineers that you are at heart you black-hearted pirates you knew dern wouldn't have waited for you as you get into you told him you have a ship and you told him that oh, uh, fuck. you told him that uh, you were going down a hallway. He thought you were going to die. Uh, you emerge into this. You emerge in this large muddy flat, and uh, the torchlight shines out. And the uh, things you immediately see is that uh, Meepo is tied to the unconscious uh, body of Fang while two goblins are actively rolling the alligator over and over, repeatedly drowning Meepo, pulling him out, drowning him, pulling him out, as the two goblins cackle. They are so absorbed in their, uh, in their waterboarding torture scheme that, uh, and that, uh, that they don't notice as you enter. What do you do as these goblins drown Meepo over and over while the little kobold screams out, Yeah! I thorn whip the closest one to me because I really like Meepo. All right, make an attack roll against that goblin, and you have advantage because you are surprising him, or because you are hidden. Crit. Ooh, oh yeah. Wow. Uh, roll that damage as the goblin. (laughs) So there's two goblins rolling an alligator in the water, and then one of them is just torn away from the uh, alligator, thrown back towards the door. I got six damage. The Leave gobl- Meepo alone! The it's goblin- double dice? Oh, right, it's double dice. Yes. Hell yeah. Nine. Uh, the goblin lands dead at your feet uh, as you say, Leave Meepo alone. Uh, the other <laughs> goblin looks up just baffled at what's happened uh, all of a sudden. He is still surprised. Um, and I'm going to, that was Celeste, you acted first. Uh, Jules already acted. Rubert, what do you do? Uh, first, I, like not even noticing that Celeste did that, I draw my scimitar real, or like pull um, Lascalar's or Laristrad's um, scimitar. Lascalar Laristrad. Yes, of course, uh, that's canon. Uh, I pull it out of the sheath a little bit. Is there danger? Uh, you look at it, and uh, considering there is just uh, you and a uh, me looking up the description of sort of warning. I mean, what? PMs don't have to do that. I know what this does. I this was Come on, D&D5e.wiki.com load. 
Also, just remembering now, remembering that I have that sword, it's definitely not because I've been editing over old episodes and remembered that I took that sword off his body. <laughs> uh, that's why we need you at home to remind me of what we've done. Uh, oh wow, that gives you initiative on it or advantage on initiative rolls, and we so can't good. be surprised, and it awakes us if people. Uh, interfere with our long rests that's cool i assume you're attuned to it all right uh you uh you spot uh this thing and you realize that uh the sword is not glowing red it's a ah, it's a single goblin he could still slit your throat it is glowing a light red uh not a shade strong enough to indicate high danger it's a single goblin rolling an alligator um, yeah, I'm, I'm running up to him. I'm going to slash him up. All right, you rush across the room through the water. Your feet splashing. It's not enough to slow you down. You reach the goblin. The blade cuts across it. Uh, we'll see. Nine plus... Beep, 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 plus five. Uh, Fourteen to hit. Heck yes, because he does not have his shield that cuts through the goblin's uh, scrap leathers. Uh, it even, like, chunks off a piece of the large like wood carved lizard face uh, mask he's wearing that's like the size of his body you cut into this lizard teary goblin uh, for six slashing damage the goblin stumbles back not dead but incredibly wounded uh, and he falls into the water still surprised he's and at your gonna, feet then I'll move around him because when I attack I get an extra ten feet of movement that's super cool so you position yourself with basically he you're between him and or sorry he's between you and the rest of your party yes okay so you've like moved around, flanking around him, uh, allowing somebody else like Zelnern, for example, who it's your turn next, Zelnern, if you'd like to rush over towards this goblin or to free Meepo, because unfortunately, uh, the goblins abandoned Meepo underwater and drowning. Meepo! I, uh, I go and get Meepo out of the water. All right, you rush towards Meepo, uh, easily rolling the alligator over. You see that the kobold is actually unconscious with half-drowning. He needs a medicine check to be able to save him. Can I attempt one right now? Yes. Meepo! 20. Not next. Uh, you managed to pump Meepo's little chest with your great strength, and he coughs up a fountain of water, and you even feel that there's a bit of ice shards in there, as if suggesting that this uh, this uh, white dragon-worshipping kobold has earned a bit of the white dragon's power. Uh, that was the equivalent of his ice breath, was coughing <laughs> up a bit of frozen water. Um, and as this uh, little uh, kobold chokes, or like coughs up the water, choking back to life, he looks up at you, his eyes watered and in great pain, and he whispers quietly, Help me, Bo! <laughs> uh, but you've at this point resuscitated Meepo. You've got him off of the alligator he's tied to. The remaining goblin uh, realizes Meepo is free. There is a man at, up above him trying to kill him, and that goblin uh, lets out a scream. He uses his nimble uh, scape to disengage from you and runs away. Uh, he rushes towards a corner of the room where the only light uh, that's in here naturally streams down. This uh, corner of the room, the light streams down from a uh, was a 15-foot uh, diameter hole in the ceiling. Recall, it's the ceiling that hole that you descended down from 60 feet above with your ropes tied to give you a way to get back up. The goblin runs screaming towards that hole but uh, doesn't get very far as he's trying to flee because I forgot he was surprised so he doesn't get to act yet. Phil, what do you do as the goblin looks like he's going to be running to the opening to the floor above? 
Uh, I pull out my arcane firearm and I start blasting, and it's all a right. Pit. That's gonna—he's got one HP, so I assume you blast him good. Pew pew. Oh, I blasted him. How uh, many did you blast him for? Blast him that hard. I blasted him for five. Yeah, it's enough to blast him to death. Uh, he freezes solid and topples in the ground. Uh, leaving, uh, so all the goblins in here are slain, uh, and Zelnern, you get the last of the ropes off Meepo, kind of shoving the unconscious alligator body away where it floats away down, uh, down the, like, boggy waters around you. You all gather around poor Meepo held in Zelnern's hands. Uh, the, uh, the little kobold you see is clearly bruised and beaten. He's been, uh, kicked something terrible. Um, and, uh, he is actually technically at zero HP and unconscious, but he has, like, enough that he can, uh, communicate. Um, I'll run a dagger along my fingers, and, uh, and then I go as if I'm, like, about to stab him, but, like, <sighs> when you look, the blade side is up, and I just, like, do a quick, like, thump on his chest as I cast a healing word on him. You'd heal Meepo? Uh, as I heal him for 6 HP. Uh, Meepo coughs back awake as uh, you give him a bit of magical healing. And as he coughs back awake, Meepo kind of holds out his hands, opening it, and he says, I wouldn't give it to them. I refused. And as he uncups his hands, you see uh, Phil's Eldritch Cannon still sits in his hand. Oh. The, uh, oh. the small magical object that's able to uh, grant people temp HP. Uh, the protector Eldritch Cannon that you did, Dave. So um, I can assume we've been gone less than an hour? Yeah. Then? yeah. Oh, nice. So, uh, and immediately it emits a burst of positive energy that grants itself and each creature of your choice within 10 feet of it a number of temp HP equal to 1d8 plus int. So what does that give everyone, Phil? Uh, let me check. And for the record, um, I did 1d10 by accident a couple times before. I'm trying to come clean to the audience. I'm sorry. <laughs> they already a- tweeted at us even though the episode's not released. I wasn't doing an actual play podcast. Yeah, this um, is supposed to be a serious podcast where we don't make mistakes. I apologize, and I know that I have a lot to work on right now, and <laughs> I will be removing myself from the podcast effective immediately until I can learn the rules. Uh, right, we got, did you roll a D8 for me? Uh, yeah, we got eight temporary HP. <laughs> All right, everyone gains eight temp HP. Uh, that replaces any current temp HP you have, just so you all know. Uh, if, it's, if it's higher. Yeah, yeah if it's higher. Replace, yeah. Dope. So that gives you all a bit of a restored vigor with which to face the rest of this. Uh, but Meepo looks up as the light shines out and says, Turn tried to get it, but Meepo refused. Meepo isn't going to give up. Not to some lizard, Terry. Not to nobody. You're Meepo's crew. <laughs> well, okay, let's be. You are part of our crew. We're not in your crew. But you, what you did was very good, Meepo, and you have very much earned a spot on the Naughty Dream. Phil reads too far into it. Is this Cobalt in love with me? <laughs> what is this turn for Phil? Feels very <laughs> contemplative today. Yeah. Uh, Meepo uh, laughs a little and. <laughs> It sounds so beautiful. Such a grand, elegant ship, the Naughty mm. Dreams. Yes. Masted with gunnels. 
Mm. Even benches to sit upon. Well, Not well. the rafts of the Borteri. <laughs> Can we'll I lie? Um, there's, even a, there's even a perch for a white dragon. Oh. His eyes go wide with fear, and he snaps up, dro- falling out of Zellner's hands and landing in the mud. Calcrix! Calcrix is in danger! Oh no! Dern! Dern, that black-hearted pirate! It wasn't five minutes after you had left down that southern tunnel that Dern told me it was time for a bit of mutiny. He said he was going to round up all the goblins and do a charge on the on the boar teary. He's grabbing all the lizard teary goblins up and they're charging the boar teary. But Dern, he doesn't care about winning against them. His goal is to fight his way to that glorious ship of yours. He's going to steal your ship. Oh, gosh. And he even offered Meepo. He said, give over the device and join my team. Mutiny with me. Or get tied to an alligator and drowned repeatedly. And, well, Meepo misunderstood the options. (laughs) And so Meepo was tied to the alligator and drowned repeatedly. Meepo, I have to ask you something important. Yes. Are there any, uh, are there any, you know, like, secret exits or some way to get topside that you know that we could kind of get around the backside of them back those meepo's never been here but he points to the large cavern entrance to your north that was the cavern that uh, is where fang and grip and balsag came uh scurrying out of when you first entered into this muddy uh stone floor he put and you can hear the water lapping in there and uh he says uh I had heard that Fang and Grip swam out through tunnels in there to reach out into the uh, to reach out into the open sea, but it's an underwater tunnel, and Meepo does not know how to swim. Oh, maybe we can uh, get Zeldnern out there with a rope, and we can set up a pulley system. But we gotta get Calcrix first, all right? No, you're right. While I respect the game of mutiny as, you know, a crew that has done it uh, three times already. I think you're on three, yeah. yeah. Game <laughs> recognized game. I'm game with this. <laughs> but we are the mutineers. No one mutinies against us. We have to, we cannot forgive this slight. Can't kid a kidder. You right. can't mutiny a mutineer. <laughs> uh, so it seems there is a way out from here. Meepo doesn't know how to swim, which is basically useless in a seafaring campaign. Uh, so he could not travel with you, but you all probably are competent enough that you could navigate these tunnels, uh, holding your breath and find your way out. It wouldn't be easy. It'd require checks and you might drown to death instead. Uh, your alternative way out, though, is to climb that 60-foot rope up to the floor above, where, as your ears keen out towards it, you can hear the faint echo of goblin screams and the clash of steel as the battle between the Lizard-Tiri and the Boar-Tiri engages. Meepo, where is the dragon? The dragon is somewhere in the Boar-Tiri uh, chambers. I, Meepo doesn't know. You'll recall, we pa- or sorry, the Lizard-Tiri chambers. We passed through the boar t- from the Boar-Tiri chambers through a small barricaded door and passed upwards... We dodged across a hall, not entering Gaboville. There was two other doors that we didn't follow. The one we did follow was the one marked "Boss This Way." We got <laughs> to that one, and we encountered uh, we encountered Turn there, and then he was in the chamber right above this hole. All right, so we have to go after Turn, of course. Um, okay, so 
can I see the water on the other side? Uh, so, I mean, the ground at your feet is like a foot deep of water, and looking at the cavern north of you, you can see that there is a uh, decent amount of, uh, like, deeper water in the cavern to the north of you. Got it. So, I think, so an idea occurs to Jules, and they look down, and Jules tries to kind of, like, part the water at our feet uh, using shape water. And what's your uh, goal here? I'm wondering if we can like create a like walk basically on the bottom of the water and create a bubble of air by shaping all the water out of that five foot square that we're crowded into. Ooh, how does this even for you? I guess I don't know how many people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you realize that this could work for the more shallow uh, places, but as you kind of start pushing the water out of the way in the cavern, you realize it quickly gets a lot deeper, like 10 feet deep, and you'd actually have to swim once you're deeper in this cavern. And by the time you locate the actual hole that Meepo's talking about, you realize it's a full underwater like tunnel. Um, while it's probably no more than five feet wide, you could shape the water out of the space you're in and shove it behind you and then carry the momentum of the water that tries to fill the gap forward, maybe. And then that might work for one person, but they're only going to be moving one square per action. Mm. And then any you wouldn't be able to get multiple people out like that, but I would allow that to shimmy one person forward. Okay. Maybe I could hold Meepo and do that or something. Some was a small creature could cling to you while you shape water uh, your way through there. I will still, because this is a, a pretty complicated use of shape water to uh, basically jettison yourself down a tunnel, uh, I'm going to require a charisma-based uh, arcana check for this. Okay. Yeah. Are we ditching the dragon or are we just dipping? Guess we got to make sure we get our boat, but oh, true, true, true. Maybe once we secure the boat, we could swim back or something. Wait, is that where Dern is, or are we just circumventing Dern? You can imagine. So, from what Meepo described, and from your own mutinous uh, uh, knowledge, you can gather that Meepo or that Dern probably is leading these. Um, goblins in an assault against the other goblins, likely as a distraction to get let him get through the Bortiri part of the dungeon without having to kill everything. Recall, you only got through there by making deals with the goblins, and he's the chief of the other goblin tribe. So you can guess he's likely using it as an opportunity to uh, a distraction to get his way through the dungeon so that he can get to your boat and take it out of here. Classic trick. <laughs> I've this one before. <laughs> So uh, it's uh it's totally uh so you're basically you can guess that he is up above you probably still in the thick of it for now. If you went out this other way, you would certainly circumvent him. Uh, you would beat him to the you'd beat him to the naughty dreams. If you went the other way, you'd basically be hot on his heels chasing him to the naughty dreams. What if we? Because don't we still want to get the dragon? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, what if we like split up? That's nope. I, you know, I've split the party plenty of times, and it works just great. I'm in it. Let's do it. Come on, Phil, Phil you and me. Phil, yeah. isn't your character's backstory that your entire smuggling party got caught and died? 
<laughs> All right. Well, it's... it worked out for you. Yeah, yeah. This is great, Celeste. Let's let's make it happen. All right. No, Oops. we are not. No, no. Hear us out. Right. We'll bring the boat around the corner right here. You know, once we find where where this exit leads to, you guys head topside. Get the dragon. We just meet up. You know, it's yeah. this is perfect. Jules parts water. We go through water. You guys take Meepo. Go find the wormling, and we're good. What no. could go wrong? Can we, Rubert, can we have an aside really quick? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we have time for this, of course. Yeah, let's, what, what do you want to yeah, talk about? chat it out, guys. Chat it out. <laughs> Rubert, you don't understand how much this thing's got to be worth. You can't just leave a dragon, a, a wiremling in a cave. It'd bumfuck nowhere on some three-titted aisle in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> No, I understand. I do understand what this is worth, but I also know that it is. Ru- Rubert, what would your father do? He would take the dragon. He would split the party. I'm just saying. Uh, yes, he split the party many times, but he was always the one who survived. He would throw his crew out and be like, oh, yes, I'll meet you on the other side. And then when they died, he would take all the glory. And what you're like your father, right? What's to say that? You'll die and I'll live, you know? I, I'm i just saying. <laughs> I'm saying you're the ones taking the boat. All it would take is the I, scene I'm looking bad. Back. I'm bringing the boat back here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that his, your, your aversion is purely based on won't you guys steal the boat? <laughs> you mutinous pieces of shit. No, yeah, as soon as things go wrong, you two are going to take the boat and get the hell out of here. Why would I do that? You know I what? Like yeah. so, so let's come over. So let's come over. Hey, you're accusing me of being a mutiny, and you have that whip this entire time? Excuse yeah. me. My voice is actually kind of loud at this point. <laughs> Tensions seem to be getting kind of high. Let's just take you know a what? break. Maybe it's let's... best that we do split up just so you guys can like have some space from each other. Don't don't worry, Rubert. I won't I won't let him steal the boat. What do you mean by what? Ah, whoa, that was <laughs> ominous. Holy shit. No, I'm, I'm going with you guys, right? I'm a shape water, you know. No, it is not just Zelnern and I going after a dragon. <laughs> Look at Jules. You know you know he won't mutiny against us. He didn't attack any of the druids. He didn't attack anyone during the mutiny. Yeah, I'm sure he won't betray us now because he doesn't do anything. Here, what does your sword say? Hey. <laughs> That's okay. kind of low blow. This is getting unnecessarily hostile. <laughs> Just check the sword. Is there danger? How much danger is there? Okay, actually, I draw the sword. What? Uh, you have two entrances, so because apparently we're using this as augury. Uh, are you? Uh, <laughs> how much? Are you holding the sword up at the cave entrance or at, at the, the entrance above you? Uh, uh, let's do it at the entrance above me. I so mean, obviously, it, there's danger up there. You hold it that way, and it flares a terrifying red. <laughs> You walk towards the cave, and it flares a terrifying <laughs> red. Great. See, the odds are great. We're not no. going to steal the boat. I'm colorblind. What does it say? <laughs> it's all good things, Phil. All good things. We're equally about to die. You're really going to try and pull rank on me here? Me? No, Rubert, are you serious? Oh, yeah, Rubert, you have no rank. Let's just keep that in mind. You're not captain, so. I don't see why we're even looking to you for your permission. I'm saying we 
we need to all be in this together. We need to we all are. go one way or the other. Why? Because there is certain death in both directions, but the yeah. best chance we have to survive is to do this together. Listen, all I'm saying is that uh, the Ancient Ones had this really cool story where there is four people and their dog, and they were always solving mysteries, and they always split up, and it always worked out. <laughs> You're saying that we need to get rid of one of us. I'm saying we need a dog. Meepo. Wait. I think we all need to go after Dern because we want this white dragon, right? That was one of the things we wanted out of this, right? Uh, 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 all right. If we're all going, we're going, we're getting the boat, we're coming back, and we're diving back under here. I'm not leaving here without that dragon. No. All right. Yeah. So we're if we're if we're all going to go, if we're going to the boat, we're all going to the boat. Fine. Sure. Just saying that war is only going to get worse. All right. As a token of faith, you're going to trade me the whip for the, <laughs> the, the telescope, right? What are you going to do with the whip? What are you going to do with the telescope? I don't know. You offered it freely. <laughs> no, I offered it equivalent trade. Honestly, this is worth a thousand gold pieces. I will take the telescope. All right, great. We're on. We're cool. This you is are... faith to prove that I'm not a mutineer. Wait, wow. are you giving the the whip? Yeah, I give up the whip for a thousand gold piece telescope. Of course. Also, hey, wait, 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 wait. Can I have my rope back while we're while we're doing this? Yeah, you of course can have it. Thanks. And I didn't mean to speak out like that. I know we might have some going on, but you really got to fight stuff sometimes come on i know i'm i'm still i'm still getting my sea legs i'm uh i'm a, I'm a bit of a land lover so uh i'll, I'll get the hang of it to oh. your dismay as you spent so long sitting here talking <laughs> the alligator kind of stirs and is starting to wake up right, you, gotta, go. you gotta make a choice are you going to the cave or are you going up the uh, shaft are you going through the underwater tunnel or are you going up the shaft along the rope into the heart of the Start. goblin battle Start going to the cave. Yeah, go to the cave. Ju- uh, Meepo shouts, but I can't swim! Meepo can't swim! Meepo, Meepo, climb, uh, grab onto my back. What? I'll bring us, don't worry. Trust no, Meepo me. can't swim even on your back! We won't have to swim. <laughs> Meepo, when we're ready, we won't have to swim. Alright, uh, Meepo is going to have to make a wisdom save to successfully do this, or else he will fall out mid-route. And uh, you're going to have to make a Charisma Arcana to successfully navigate your way here so that you all don't, uh, or so that you don't uh, accidentally drown yourself. If you fail your Wisdom Arcana, or your Charisma Arcana, an Athletics will get you out of it. I, I touch Meepo, and I'm like, Meepo, don't worry. Just be, think of a miser as I'm like pulling a card. I'm like, just hold on to your breath as if you're holding on to all of your gold. And just like think about that as I cast Guidance for him. Oh, that's cute. All right, uh, so you sit there, you find yourselves bobbing up and down the water, you know, floating in the water, kicking with your feet slowly to keep yourself up. You're in a dark underwater cavern. There's no way your torches could uh, continue at this point. Um, you're still above, uh, above whatever it's called. You're still above the uh, like water line in this little part of the cave as you've uh, swam your way forward. Um, but the only light source you have 
is emanating off of um is emanating off of Phil Collins uh, from his glowing uh, goggles that let out light for only about five, 10 feet. Um, and as you sit there in there, I think uh, Celeste, you have a low light vision, so that's kind of helping you here, but so I don't Robert. And Robert does as well. Uh, Zelner and Jules, you're kind of SOL. Um, yeah, I have my torch. There's no water on me. <laughs> that's true. I guess um, you're, so you, you use your action to banish the water away. You're keeping this swirling well of water, kind of Katara style, uh, and the torch yeah, burning around. Style. Water keeps splashing down on you, Dude. and it's not like a pretty protective sphere of uh, water. There's higher level spells that give you that perfect sphere. Mm-hmm. But you've got like a, you're soaking wet, but you're keeping yourself from drowning down in this hole while Meepo clings desperately. Phil. Uh, do we have enough time that I can give Zelnern goggles, hold one side of a rope, he goes the other way with the other side of the rope, so those who can't see can just pull themselves on the rope in the dark underwater? Uh, yeah, you have time to quickly exchange gear. You probably have less than 10 minutes before uh, uh, before Dern makes it to your boat. So you do a quick exchange okay. of handing the goggles to Zelnern, and then you yeah. grab. Hold I think of the rope. Zelnern should go first with a rope if that makes the most sense to everyone. Yeah. All, All right. Oh. Powerful. Don't worry. oh, and that's because Zelnern can't drown, right? Yes, I am in maxing. Correct. <laughs> All right. Well, you, so you give it to the amphibious sense. member of your party, Zelnern. You grab hold of the rope as you're kind of sitting there. Everyone else is kicking on the top of the water, and imagine you've sunk to the bottom of it, and you're just looking up at them from underwater. As you grab hold of it, uh, Phil hands you these glowing goggles that shine light around you. You grab hold of the rope and you turn behind you to look at this narrow like craggy cavern meant to let alligators crawl their way out of this cave into the open sea. And you look at that and wonder if your large turtle shell can fit. You remind yourself of the size of grip and uh, realize you can probably get through this. And you start pushing your way or swimming your way into this crag of water, which does leave the rest of you plunged to total blackness. Hey, big ups, chaotic normies. How's everyone doing out there in podcast land? Um, thanks for listening to the episode. Uh, be sure to rate and review. Uh, check out socials. Send any questions, uh, concerns, comments, any um, preventative maintenance tips for motor vehicles. To uh, yeah, chaoticnormpod at gmail.com. I check all that stuff. Uh, no other calls to action. Just uh, hope everyone's staying cool out there. It's getting cold, so bundle up. And uh, yeah, stay tuned uh, next week to figure out how the hell the aristocrats get off the island. But until then, bye bye. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.